0: Auto dealers, are you missing the most engaged buyers because you don't know where to find them? At eBay Motors, you'll find buyers so motivated, they purchase a car or truck once every three minutes. Just call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months.
1: Welcome to Daily Drive for Wednesday, July 20th, 2022. I'm your host, Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News.
2: And I'm Kellen Walker. Today on the show, a bad report for the UAW, new plans to build an almost $2 billion microchip plant in Indiana, and we've got the first earnings numbers coming in for Q2. Plus, a conversation with the CEO of online repair community iFixit about whether consumers should have a right to repair their own vehicles. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. The
1: UAW's court-appointed monitor says union leaders have been uncooperative in efforts to root out corruption, so much so that Department of Justice officials in March were called in to intervene over possible violations of the union's consent decree. The report from the Office of Monitor Neil Borofsky says there are 19 open investigations into the union, up from 15 in his last report. It also describes a months-long effort by the UAW to obstruct and interfere with the office's investigations, during which union leaders allegedly concealed evidence and excluded the monitor's office from key international executive board meetings. UAW spokesperson Sandra Engel says the union remains committed to rebuilding trust, creating robust reforms, and transforming its culture— She said the report documents a sometimes difficult process, but that, quote, it ends on a note that we're on the right path.
2: U.S. semiconductor manufacturer Skywater Technology says it plans to invest $1.8 billion for a chip research and production facility in Indiana. It would be a partnership with the state of Indiana and Purdue University. The announcement comes a day after the U.S. Senate voted to move ahead with a slimmed-down bill known as the CHIPS Act to give billions of dollars in subsidies and tax credits to the semiconductor industry. Skywater CEO Thomas Sonderman says the new CHIP effort will rely on funding from the CHIPS Act. Skywater plans to break ground on the new facilities next year but the timing depends on whether federal CHIP legislation is ultimately signed into law. Earnings numbers for the second
1: quarter are starting to come in. Despite a drop in new vehicle sales, Lithia Motors' second quarter net income increased. The growing dealership group profited with higher used vehicle sales and double-digit percentage gains in gross profit for new vehicles sold. It also got help from finance and insurance revenue, and climbing average vehicle selling prices on new and used vehicles. Lithia's net income jumped 11% to $338 million, and revenue increased 20% to $7.2 billion. The Oregon-based retailer says that's a second quarter record. Volvo Cars quarterly operating profit rose to just over a billion dollars. That's more than double from a year ago, though inflated a bit. Volvo got a boost from the listing of its subsidiary, performance EV maker Polestar. Volvo says its global production in June rose 8% to 60,000 vehicles, its highest monthly output in
2: 2022. New York City officials say two Brooklyn dealerships ripped off customers using several deceptive business practices. Brooklyn Mitsubishi and Brooklyn Volkswagen have agreed to pay more than $800,000 in combined penalties and restitution and admit violations to end a case brought by an NYC consumer agency. The city also temporarily suspended two Brooklyn Mitsubishi licenses from July 3rd to July 9th. Brooklyn Mitsubishi and its used vehicle business were tied to the bulk of the 13 counts brought by the New York City Department of Consumer and Worker Protection. That includes more than 7,000 instances of deceptive trade practices encompassed within one count. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, this report about the UAW seems troubling for the union, and the timing of the report is also pretty significant, right? Yeah, the timing is uh,
1: not good, especially for the leadership of the union. You know, so many of the former leaders have been pushed out. Some of them are in jail. But this timing coming right before the UAW's convention, it's going to be the kickoff to really a campaign season unlike any the union has ever seen. Instead of it being the current leadership nominating a slate of people to replace themselves, uh, who will be voted on by local leaders? Any member can be nominated, and every member can vote. So it's going to be a wide open election like
2: we've never seen before. And we'll let you know what happens at that convention here on Daily Drive coming up. Should consumers have a right to repair their own vehicles? We're we'll here from the co-founder and CEO of online repair community, I Fix It. Next on Daily Drive.
3: The most motivated car buyers aren't knocking on your door anymore. They're online, but you don't have to look far. You can find them at eBay Motors. Our platform features over 7 million engaged users. Our buyers are so engaged, they enter over 3 billion search impressions per month and buy a car or truck every 3 minutes. Today's car buyer has high expectations when they browse online eBay Motors helps you meet those expectations. Use machine learning with our AI-driven vehicle pages, and you'll automatically optimize your buyer's experience. It's as easy as listing your inventory and watching as the most engaged buyers find you. If you've ever uploaded your automotive inventory to a website, you have more than enough skills to get your cars listed on eBay Motors. It will feel like you're setting up an entirely new car dealership within minutes. Once you list your available inventory, you'll have additional support from the platform, including a single destination page for your entire brand. Want to generate more sales automatically? eBay Motors lets you choose between auction, classified, and fixed-price listing options so the site does the heavy lifting. It even integrates with your existing dealer or vehicle management system. All you have to do is list your inventory. Sit back, relax, watch a movie, and then check back in to see the sales you've made. How do you start? It's as simple as creating an account. Call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Find out why selling cars has never been this easy. That number again, 866-210-5362. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker.
1: It used to be pretty simple. If you bought a car and you had the know-how, you could fix all kinds of issues yourself but the proliferation of software in vehicles has changed that. Cars today are computers on wheels, and the companies who create and manufacture that software often don't want you messing with it. The auto industry has been using copyright law to restrict who can repair cars, but many consumer advocates have been pushing for expanded right-to-repair laws that put independent dealers and customers on equal footing with franchise dealers' service departments. Kyle Weens is one of those advocates He's the co-founder and CEO of the online repair community, iFixit. Weens recently spoke with our own Pete Bigelow on Shift, a podcast about mobility. Here's part of their conversation.
0: Tell us about iFixit and you know what prompted you to start the website?
4: Yeah, iFixit's mission is to teach everybody to fix all their stuff. Uh, and we got started because I was trying to take apart an Apple laptop and it was complicated. And I think you know, I mean, you're pulling apart a car door panel or something. You're like, where are the latches? Like, you want someone to tell you where the snaps and latches are, or you're just going to break, break the first one that you open. So I couldn't find the service manual. I fumbled my way through the repair. I ended up fixing it, but it was much harder than it needed to be. Uh, and I said, well, where did the service manual go? I knew that, that Apple, in this case, had made one, uh, but it wasn't on the internet. And I uh, did a little research and learned that Apple's lawyers had sent those DMCA legal takedown letters to everyone that posted the service manual and so they were actually using copyright law to stop people from knowing how to fix their stuff uh, And I thought that was kind of ridiculous. So I said well I'll, I'll, I, I know what I change uh, you know a Hilton uh, a Chilton manual looks like I can make one of those um, So we did that for uh, for Apple laptops and we started posting manuals online uh, and haven't stopped 20 years later we're now the largest repair manual in the world.
0: So you started on Apple laptops. What other sort of products were you examining in the early days and, and when did the auto industry and cars start becoming relevant in your world? Well,
4: I fix it, say it's a wiki based site so people can create repair guides for anything. So we got lots of automotive uh, repair information, but I would say um, it was probably the, I think it was the 2011, 2012, Massachusetts ballot initiative for right to repair that really put it on our radar. We're like, wow. Uh, this is, I mean, it it passed, it was successful. There was a nationwide MOU, uh, for, for car repair. And, and we said, why, why do we have this for cars and nothing else? And of course, the reason is that the automotive, uh, aftermarket industry advocates for itself (laughs) and fundraised and got that on the ballot in Massachusetts. And no one was protecting the camera repair shops or the computer repair shops, like the auto repair shops had banded together to protect themselves. And so I said, well, Hey, maybe we could do Maybe we could do for everything else what we've got for cars.
0: What did that 2013 Massachusetts law do or not do? Is it still the, the gold standard in terms of protecting consumers' right to repair goods? Or, or how is that evolving?
4: Yeah, it really is still the gold standard. What, what that law says is, hey, manufacturer, if you're going to sell a product in our state, you need to make uh, the same parts, tools, and information available to independent shops and consumers that you do to your authorized dealers uh, at the same price point, same terms, uh, and uh, then it was clear that there was momentum from just the ma- Massachusetts wasn't going to be the only one that the aftermarket coalition was going to pass it in state after state after state, and the automakers didn't want a patchwork of different laws, and so they negotiated a agreement to apply the Massachusetts law nationwide. So every car maker except Tesla has signed on to this agreement and is applying the Massachusetts law nationwide.
0: So fast forward to today, here in twenty twenty two. Does that mean that uh, things are there? There's a détente between independent repair shops, consumers, and automakers, or, or are people still looking to kind of change the the general playing field as as it stands right now in terms of right to repair? Yes.
4: Yeah, so, so this does not appear to be a battle that will ever be completely won. There's always going to be new technologies. It's always going to be leveling up. So what? The- the, the original Massachusetts law said it, it would address the, wire, the wired diagnostics, the OBD2 port, and said, hey, you have to make available the same tooling on that. Well, now car makers, starting with Tesla, going with everybody else, are putting the, the diagnostics wirelessly over the cell signal. So your car could say, hey, I need an oil change. I booked it at the BMW dealer down the street Tuesday at 11 o'clock. And that t- sort of cuts the local repair shop out again. And so two years ago, Massachusetts passed another ballot initiative Updating the law and saying, "Hey, we said wired diagnostics first. Now we're going to include wireless diagnostics as well." Uh, so you get this constant kind of, you know, cat and mouse game where manufacturers try to find a way to weasel out of the agreement, uh, but but lawmakers aren't really having any of it.
0: Let's take a step back for a moment. How is the general idea that now this information can be, um, you know, passed wirelessly, as you said? How is just the fact overall that cars are are no longer just mechanical devices but yeah. the, you know the auto industry likes to brag that there's more lines of code than uh, in a vehicle today than in a uh, you know space shuttle or 747 yeah. or or anything like that so uh, as a software
4: engineer myself that is not something to brag about you want as little software as you possibly can get away with uh we get very excited when we can delete code from our from our software that runs i fix it uh, so you would think, I mean, they focus on reducing the number of parts in the vehicle. It reduces manufacturing costs. The same thing is true for software. You want, you want it to be as simple as possible so that you can maintain and understand it. And there's a lower uh, attack footprint. Uh, so I, I think I would say that um, the car makers, and we see this in heavy equipment as well, don't really know what they've gotten themselves into, don't really understand the full security picture of what they have done. Uh, And, you know, when when Charlie Miller was able to take over the Jeep wirelessly over the network, there was a wired reporter in the car driving down the freeway. He was able to take control of the car and stop it, right, take control of the steering. That is perfectly possible. I talked to Charlie after that, and I said, hey, what was the hardest part of hacking the Jeep? He said, well, the Jeep was on the Sprint wireless network. He said the hard part was not hacking every Jeep on Sprint's network at the same time. He was targeting the one Jeep. That was the hard part. It wasn't actually breaking into into a Jeep. Uh, And so I think that should give us pause. John Deere is is rapidly, they call it precision agriculture, and they're putting these cellular transponders on every tractor. Uh, I think that's very dangerous. (laughs) I'm not sure that John Deere knows what they're doing from a cybersecurity perspective.
0: So should that give us pause to say, uh, you know, maybe maybe consumers maybe farmers should not have the right to repair these devices because there are cybersecurity implications and that Yeah
4: no that- I don't think so I think it should give us pause. like I wouldn't trust the automakers I mean the first thing I would do if I got a car with wireless telematics is remove the sim card that would be me <laughs> uh, but no I'm not I'm not really concerned about, about independence having access If you think about like the OBD2 interface, let's say that that was not, was was proprietary and it wasn't disclosed and every car maker had their own data port inside the car that you could plug into. Would that be more or less secure than what we have now? Um, What we know from practice in the cybersecurity world is that it would be much less secure because you'd have 20 different manufacturers with 20 different protocols. Each one would only be as secure as researchers had investigated that one specifically. Uh, and so we have found, and this is, you know, through lots of experience, uh, you know, Microsoft attempting to secure windows. They had a lot of struggles in the nineties. They've gotten a lot better since then, uh, securing, securing Linux and all of our digital infrastructure, that sunlight is the best disinfectant. That if we have lots of people looking at these things, if we have open standards, we end up with more secure vehicles. And so what the, what the, Ma- the most recent Massachusetts law is saying is if you're gonna have wireless uh, interfaces to talk to the repair components on the car, they need to be standardized. They need to be secured. They need to be standardized and they need to be available to third parties and making it available to third party repair shops will have side effects where security researchers will be able to expose vulnerabilities. And when they find a the vulnerability in the protocol, it'll be updated across all manufacturers rather than having to you know, find and fix vulnerabilities one manufacturer at a time.
0: The cybersecurity aspect of this is only one aspect of the overall right to repair, right? Like there's there's other implications beyond cybersecurity that uh, about having third-party repair shops have access. And I'm curious, does, does that access just trickle down to a gearhead, for lack of a better word, a car enthusiast who likes repairing their car in their garage on the weekend? Is that, are we talking about just repair shops or are we talking about those people too?
4: Yeah, that's something that's nice about the laws. It, it makes it available to everybody. Uh, So you can go on any car maker's website. Usually, it's hidden, but it exists for every car maker, and pay about thirty dollars a day for access to all the information and tooling for your vehicle. Uh, That gets expensive if you're, you know, paying for a full year. But if you just need it for a weekend, you can get access to it. Um, We are fixing that thirty dollars a day fee in the electronics right to repair legislation that I've been working on. The information is all free of charge, Uh, but with the auto uh, legislation, it is at a fair and reasonable price, which the automakers have all decided is
1: $30 a day. Kyle Weens is co-founder and CEO of the online repair community iFixit. He spoke with our own Pete Bigelow on Shift, a podcast about mobility. You can hear that full conversation on Shift wherever you get your podcasts. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters.
2: And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News Coordinating Producer, Jake Near for his help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on right to repair legislation, earnings numbers, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com.
1: Come back tomorrow for a conversation with the CEO of Zozo Go, Michael Dunn, about the end of Jeep production in China. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.